When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Live across Tasmania on 1629 SEN Tassie and streaming live on the SEN app. This is Saturdays in Tassie. Get involved in the show anytime. Text 0437-552-535. Great to have your company Saturdays in Tasmania. David Lithgow and Brett Jeeves and Bailey Kenzie's here with us again. Bailey, um, cricket's not far away, mate. We've already tipped into spring. Um, what's the news on the Tigers' front, please? Well, we're getting very, very, very close to the cricket season. You can hear a bit of background noise around us. We're here at the beautiful Wentworth Park preparing for a big game of soccer, 70 games across today, but... Let's look to the summer sport, cricket. It's worth mentioning the Shield and the one-day comps for domestic cricket are very much on the horizon. And um, I've talked to a few players uh, within the camp at Cricket Tasmania, and one of the main talking points um, that's going to be, I guess, a hot, a hot topic of discussion is the wicket-keeping spot for Tasmania. Ah, uh, yes. There is the grudge battle. It's not a grudge battle because they're both very good friends, but it is the two university wicket-keepers, Tim Payne, and Jake Doran, who is going to play that opening Sheffield Shield game, is the very much the burning question at the moment. Well, is it is it the question, or do both players, or do, or is it if? Because I would imagine if let's say Tim Payne, who's clearly the better glove, and let's be mm-hmm. frank about it, yep. is playing, I would imagine Jake Doran would still play as a batsman, wouldn't he? Well, that's that's the interesting question. Yeah, but, but what whether... I'm, I'm told the opposite. So despite. Payne being the, the more talented gloveman, the, what the Tasmanian Tigers are, are weighing up at the moment is um, Doran has got much more volume in in the last 12 months in terms of preparation with his wicket-keeping. He's just gone away to play in Queensland in the KFC T20 Max tournament up there. The volume of cricket and the volume of balls that he's caught in the last 12 months is such that they really are deliberating who takes the gloves. It, it's the conversation going on within the camp, and despite Payne's talent, Far and away, with the gloves being, being being better than Jake Doran's at this stage, I think uh, they are going to lean towards Jake Doran with the gloves in that first game. Is the intel that I've got? So wow. very that, that would that would surprise me. Me too. <clears throat> I mean, Tim Tim Payne's glove work is ridiculous. It's you know all all world well, level. Tim, I mean the. The challenge I would think for Tim is going to be reintegrating with the bat. The gloves will be no problem. That's mm. just it's just muscle memory. He'll he'll pick that up easily. It's going to be with the stick. Yeah. Again, again, this isn't my opinion. This is just what the words that I'm hearing from within the camp is. That's the direction that they're they're leaning towards. The debate and what some of the players have said is what precedent does it set picking a um, an uncontracted player over an incumbent contracted wicketkeeper who was the mainstay, who locked away his shield spot last year. 
like I say, Tim Payne, obviously the superior wicketkeeper, but they're weighing up that decision both That's in terms fair. of a volume that perspective is, that, and in terms of contractual perspective. That angle is very, very interesting, Barley. So you, so you kind of think in, in and around the group, there's a bit of disgruntlement that maybe Tim's just going to waltz into a game without a contract and... Um, he's going to be given the golden run. Your feel is that the, that the squad aren't Hang overly on, comfortable. You put words into his Yeah, I'm not, not going to say disgruntled. I'm, not hey, I'm, say, I'm um, media. I'm part of the media, mate. This is my role. Well, I'm, I'm not going to try and make him fall over a little I'm bit. I'm not going to say disgruntlement. <laughs> um, not going to say disgruntlement at all. But the conversation is well and truly prevalent within the camp that there is a discussion around who is going to take the gloves out of Jake Doran and Tim Payne. The Tigers have got no shortage of glovemen whatsoever. But I can tell you on very good authority that that is something they are weighing up. Who takes the gloves in the Shield game? The one day is I'm not so sure of. But that does leave um, a few questions around the makeup of the side. It's safe to say um, for the for the Shield, that's that's not far away at all. But it follows two one days on the 28th and the 30th against South Australia and Queensland, respectfully, both in Brisbane. So that opening game is going to be against Queensland. So I've talked to a few uh, from around the place, and the word within the camp is... Jewel and Caleb Jewel and Tim Ward will be opening up their mainstays at the top of the order. They've had a very good season last year, Hang Ward on, particularly. I'm just, I'm just noting all these down because I've got a checklist for you and I'm going to come back in six yep, weeks. So, so we've got, got Ward and Jewel. Ward and yeah, Jewel. I was going to say, write this down because this yeah. is an early team announcement. It is an early team announcement and I've got a few caveats to throw around, particularly on the fast bowling front as many emerge from injuries as usual. Um, it's going to put McDermott at first drop, Doran at four, taking the gloves, Silk at five, Webster at six, and Captain. Lawrence Neal-Smith, seven, Freeman, eight, Rainbird, nine, Siddle, ten, Bird, eleven. That is my prediction that's for the lineup. Big, that's a long one-day tail. It is. No, no, that's that's the Shield side. Oh, that's the Shield this team. This is the Shield Sorry. team. It's still so a this long is, it tail. Is a, it is a long tail, and like I said, there's many caveats um, around that, so I'm not by any way saying that is the that is the 11. This is just my prediction from who I've talked to around what the side could look like, um, and that deliberation over the wicketkeeper is, a, is a, definitely a big talking point going into the season. If I'm picking the team, I'm picking Tim Payne, um, and we'll see how the selectors fare on that front. So yeah, like I said, prior to well, that opening game, there's two one-days, um, and there's a lot of fast bowlers who are coming back from injuries. So Peter Siddle's picked up a little bit of a niggle, I'm told, for Somerset. Um, we've got Mitch Owen out injured. I think Wakem will miss out altogether. So there, there are some injury concerns, but they'll travel with the squad and perhaps work their way in through workloads into the one-day lineup um, for those two one-days that are taking place beforehand. Um, so very interesting news. Uh, we've got an opportunity for Billy Stanlake to have a run for the Tigers for the first time, as well as uh, he's currently carrying an injury, as well as Nathan Ellis and Riley Meredith. Um, so a chance for them to bring back some of their injured quicks through the one day. So it's a side that does not lack depth at all, and in my opinion is a true... You've got some bowlers, Brett. Sheffield Shield so, contender. Yeah, where, where does, where's Meredith at injury-wise? Is he still side strain, or is he fractures? What, what's, what's the update on young, young Riley? Do we know there? Riley is currently coming back from an injury. I'm not exactly sure what he has picked up this time around. Um, because the, with, with with Riley and Stanlake, there's a bit of airspeed there. There's a there? bit of airspeed. Yeah. yeah, they've got some really out and out quick bowlers, which is going to be useful, particularly in the, as we head up north. You know, when we go to Brisbane and places like that, that raw pace is going to be the difference. And then we've got those crafty sort of skiddy bowlers. We've got Nathan Ellis when we come back into Tasmania. Mm. We've got we Jackson some... Bird who can stand the seam up and really challenge both sides of the bat. So it's a side fit for all conditions. The other toss up will be around the spin bowler. Are they going to pick? Uh, Jared Freeman or Tom Andrews at this stage. I'm, 
I've got an inkling that Jared Freeman is leading that race, particularly in the in the red ball format. Yeah, he could play I'm both not, in the white ball. I'm not sure about Tom as a as a red ball player. He's an excellent white ball player. He, just, mm. he doesn't quite get enough revs with the red ball, does he? I think he no. he played his first three Shield games for Taz. He didn't take a wicket. Um, so and look, he he's he's, he's emerging. He's an excellent one day player, and that's yeah. fine. I think that's terrific. That's his but, guy. Um, Freeman offers a little bit more. Uh, I think he's a little bit more craft through the air, Hank gets more bat. revs, and, and bats quite nice. I think Andrews is the better batter. Um, but Do you? Yes, oh, he's very, very, very... Andrews or Freeman? Andrews, Andrews is, very is good far, by far yeah. the better batter. You can, that's out and out clear. Very he's got batter. a first-class 100 to his name, albeit yeah. on a flat yeah. Karen Rolton oval deck, but mm. he is he's a genuine batter at grade level, uh, Tom Andrews, and he's, he's a very strong Unfortunately, player. Unfortunately, in shield cricket, uh, you, you, you can't... Your spinner can't be a medium pacer, no. and unfortunately, that's that's what Andrews is. Mm. You saying he's a medium pacer? He's, well, he doesn't spin it. It's a medium pacer. Mm. Yeah. Interesting, interesting. So you don't you, you wouldn't give any thoughts to the flight or the drift that he's able to get on the ball. He's just a medium pacer. Well, he doesn't. He doesn't offer a great deal of it. Well, and, you know, which which is why he's an excellent one day cricketer. Um, but the challenge for him is red ball. How does he get some? How does he get some craft? How does he? You know, does he slow it up? So he get, can, can he get some drift? Can he get some mm. revs and actually take the ball away from the bat? Um, when 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 bowling to right right um, bowling to right handers. One oh. thing I would say about Tom Andrews is, um, if you're going to be a bowler of that sort of flat trajectory, um, you're going to you know get your pace up to that high 80s, low 90s mark, particularly in Shield cricket. You're going to want to be accurate, and I would argue that Tom Andrews bowls a boundary ball probably once every two overs, which at the Shield level is just too much of a mm. let off. Mm. You need to be stringing together multiple maidens at a time, particularly on those flat decks, and I think. Jared Freeman's shown in recent years that he's been more readily able to do that relative to Tom Andrews. So, plenty to weigh up. There's well, discussions around fast bowlers. Up, mate. You have made some outlandish predictions, and I like it. Big calls, aren't they? We do. Like, look, this the Tim Payne one's a fascinating conversation, no doubt about that. Yeah. And we're really interested to see how that plays out. Look, I think what we've realised as we've watched Alex Carey take the gloves in, in Asia is how good Tim was. Mm. Like... Absolutely, is, and so whether that, what what is that discussion going to be? Do you? I know Jeff Warne's a big fan of Tim's, um, and I, I look forward to seeing yes. what happens there because you're right. Jake Doran's been there now for two years, keeping. He kept the entire last season of the Sheffield Shield, so to upset yep. that lineup is going to be a really interesting yeah, one. I, I read it, I read in a piece that I think um, Tim or Jeff were. We're angling towards the fact that Tim is going to have to come back through the grade level and, and prove himself there wow. again. I don't agree with that at all. Oh, Personally, th- in my opinion, and I'm biased, knowing Tim, he's the best wicketkeeper in the world. Out oh, Yeah, the best but bat- batting-wise batting is, is where I agree. He, he needs some, some competitive repetition. Mm, but mm. I, think, I think throwing Tim into, into a game, a shield game at the Gabba for his first competitive hit out in 12 months... Uh, is setting him up to fail, no and doubt. That's, and so that's, that's where I come from. So the practice matches and 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 the lead-in over the next month is is obviously going to be hugely important. But I think any any concern around upsetting that team balance with Jake Doran as the keeper mm. uh, is is probably a little silly because it's not. It hasn't been a winning cricket team. So you are you are agreeing that. Jake Doran should stay as, as the gloveman of that side. Depends how Tim reintegrates back in in, in competitive environments over mm. this next period. But what I'm saying is that 
they shouldn't be settled with the team that they had last year because they yes. weren't winning any games. It's different if they won the, the if they won last the, year. If, yeah. if, I mean, they had a bit of a surge late, but if they won the mm. Sheffield Shield, mm. then maybe it's a bit of a no-brainer. Here's another option to introduce mm. Payne back in. Sort of when he made his re-emergence into the international scene, Payne came back via the T20s and then he was able to go in. So can you introduce... Is there scope to introduce him via the white ball and then get him into the Shield? Yeah, but the trouble is the white ball starts two or three months after the red ball, so I'm not, I don't think No, it doesn't. Becomes, the white it starts two days before the first Shield game. A couple of one days heading in before two. the first Shield game. So the, the, sure, it I has t yeah. T20, yeah. I'd mean. No, yeah. no, sorry, I mean, um, sure. I mean as in is there scope cricket. for... Yeah, and, oh, that's the other really interesting uh, discussion point around Payne. Could he fill that last spot on the Hurricanes list? I haven't... It's, it's a well-kept secret if he has filled that last spot, but there is one spot remaining on the Hurricanes list, and Jeff Vaughan said he welcomed Payne back with open arms, so could he fill that last BBL spot? Interesting. Interesting. Let's go to the news and we'll have a break. We'll come back and talk a bit more cricket shortly.